My name is Felicia Danani. Hi, and I'm Shivani Malhotra. As two Indian women, one born in the U.S. and one born in India, and both of us from culturally charged backgrounds, we came into our marriages with the intention not to fail. But when we were faced with reality, we had to look inward. Our motive is to deconstruct generational cycles and conditioning around divorce. Divorce is not an ending, but a change in the relationship. It does not have to follow old stigmas. It can be whatever you want it to be based on your intention. This is our life guide to a conscious divorce. Welcome to the Lioness Pride podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lioness Pride podcast. Last week, we talked about how the problem is never really the problem, and that in relationships, they're really a mirror to ourselves and really showing us the areas and the spaces that we still need to work on. So uh, instead of playing the blame game, it's about turning that reflection back onto ourselves and looking inward. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Shivani, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. So like you were saying, Felicia, we really hope we could inspire a new curiosity into what's happening in your own relationship. And so in today's episode, we wanted to dive a little bit into whether a relationship ends with a divorce. Some of you may have heard of Sadhguru, um, who says, and I'm sure we all feel this intuitively, that intimate relationships leave a memory and sexual relationships have the maximum impact in the amount of memory they leave behind, not just in our mind, but in our body and down to the cellular level. Now add that to that beautiful wedding ceremony in front of all your family and friends, having children together, starting a business together maybe, and all the other intimate moments shared between two people. That's a lot of memory. Not only that, but on a higher cosmic level, we all are interconnected energetically. We are but one thread in the web of life, all bound together. And so what we do to the web, we also do to ourselves. So we can sign that piece of paper which ends the marriage legally. And two people can even decide they never want to see each other ever again. But is that really the end, Felicia? What do you think? So I think that when, I think you put it so beautifully that relationships are, um, we're we're connected, whether we like to believe or, you know, we might've made some physical separation. So no, I, I don't think that just because we sign papers or we get divorced or we break up with a partner, um, that things end. I think that essentially our relationships change. And um, through that, they just might not look the same, but we we still have some sort of connection to them. So I know like you and myself, um, you know, we have children with our exes. So our relationships have just developed um, into a new dynamic and that we are still absolutely connected, not just by our children, but by our past memories and and by what we had built before. And now that love just shifts and looks different, Um, which, you know, which comes with a, a different type of acceptance. 
So I think mm-hmm. it, um, it, and it becomes interesting because um, I know we both have our own life experiences from our parents that um, have showcased showcased that for us, and and we've seen um, how through our own parents' difficulties in their marriage, how things changed and shifted for them. I know for you, you had mentioned in the past that um, your dad, that he only had a a peaceful moment since your parents' separation after your mom had passed. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, they never spoke to each other um, after they separated. Um, But he did spend 10 minutes with her alone for the first time in, I, I think, probably 20 years um, when she passed. And I wasn't in the room. He was there alone with her. Um, but I'm pretty sure that he asked her for forgiveness and told her that he was sorry. I think I even noticed that he may have cried when he came out of the room. So even though all that time had gone by, he was still looking for a peaceful resolution, which he had never had with her since they separated. When my mom was alive, I would tell her that she was spending so much of her energy and time thinking about him. So what was the point of the divorce, really? She repeated the same stories of blame that just made her angry. And I can't, I can't say for sure, obviously, but I do believe that she was carrying so much unresolved pain and anger in her heart that her body had neatly packaged it into breast cancer. I yeah. made... I I know it sounds a little tragic, um, but the reality is that our hearts are fragile and we all need love to heal. If it's not the love we're receiving from others, it's the love we give ourselves through forgiveness and compassion. But ultimately, that is where that heart expansion comes from anyway. So in their example, as is for many, I think, nothing ended. Things changed form and... I think how they change is our choice because at the end of the day, love is an energy. Anger and hate is an energy. It's we're just taking one form of the energy and transforming it into the other. So it's all the same energy, you know? Wow. And you you put it so beautifully where I think that's something to understand, right? So we may have um, anger and resentment towards our partners, um, But we have choices and we have a choice to release that and let it go. We have a choice to change it into something else or we have the choice to hold on to it. And if we hold on to it, it it can then change into something else physically, um, like you had mentioned. And, And that's where a lot of different ailments come from is by holding on to things that really are not serving us. Mm-hmm. Um, through our stories and through our anger and um, and through our pain and hurt. And so there is an importance to um, to be aware of how we're allowing that to still stay in our life because just because you know someone walks away or the door is shut or the papers are signed, that doesn't mean that that energy is still not connected to us. Absolutely. It's all about energy, right? And it's how we're transforming that energy and hopefully into something with a higher expression um, would be the way to go, I believe. 
you know, and, and that is something that is our choice. And choose wisely is what I would say to everybody out there who's in a situation where they may be feeling, you know, really angry um, at somebody. But just see, is just look for, for the opportunity to transform that story into a learning and into a moment of healing and growth. Um, Plisha, I, I'm really interested to hear about your parents. I know you mentioned that they did turn things around in a positive way. And I'm really interested to know how their relationship has evolved over time to the point where I, I think you said they both live under the same roof now. Is that, is that correct? Yes. yes. So wonderful. Yes. So, um, you know, my parents divorced when I was young. So when I think I was about seven or eight um, and at the beginning, it was not pretty. It was very ugly. There was a lot of other people involved and family and friends. And so um, there was what I like to like, it just remembered it being a lot of anger and hurt and crying and chaos. And um, so having seen all of that um, and, and that lasted for years and, and they didn't necessarily have um, you know, what we're talking about today is a conscious divorce or conscious relationship. There was a lot of difficulty and a lot of turmoil. Um, and my father did remarry and that also created difficulty and turmoil, but it wasn't until my brother and I got a little bit older, um, until, I think we started to maybe have relationships of our own and my mom also then got a, had a partner and with, there was just a shift. I think they, it was just almost tired of being angry and they over time slowly allowed things to let go and they really began to come together. I think Part of it was too, is that my brother and I were not really going to pick like who we spent holidays with, how we did things. It was like, hey, we're having this get together or this birthday party. Everybody's invited. Who wants to come? And I think there just came a point where everybody was like, why are we fighting? This can work out nicely. Um, and everybody felt their own place of belonging. And so over time, um, you know, it, it, it's been nice to, to see that with my own eyes and experience that um, over the past, I would say, eight or nine years. And then recently with COVID, um, my, my dad was divorced again. And um, during COVID, my mom, that's just how circumstances happened, is now back under, we're all kind of living under the same roof together. So my parents who have been divorced for 25 years are now living under the same roof. roof and it's, um, yeah, it's pretty funny, but, but interesting and beautiful that they can still have this kind of synergetic relationship where there is, there is a, a caring and an acknowledgement of each other um, without there having to be uh, expectations and, and difficulty. And, and there's really no hatred or no, they can kind of laugh about it now. I think you maybe get to a point in your life or they have where they just, they're in complete acceptance of 
what has transpired to get them to where they are today. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So it is really beautiful. It's, um, you know, we we joke around about it, that it's a, a pretty great reality show. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's a... Uh, you know, and then of course there's Andrew and I and Mila and we say it's the best reality show and it all revolves around a four-year-old. Um, the love of a four-year-old, the love, every, all the love that, that everybody has for the one little girl. So it, right. it is very interesting because we start to um, really shed the labels and shed the, the past and the, and the things that didn't serve us. And you kind of go, yes, they happened, but look at all the stuff we would miss out on, right? All the things that if we harbored that anger and if we um, held on to what everybody says should be, could be all of the stuff, look what we would have missed out on. So um, it has been a really beautiful example for me, especially going through um, my my own divorce now and, and co-parenting and going, um, I I know it can work. I've seen it work. And now to do it um, from the beginning, um, to be able to say, this could really be the best of both worlds for for our daughter, Mila. I love that story so much. (laughs) I think that's so inspiring to know that, you know, that is possible right there. Yes, yes. And, you know, um, and you and I have had many conversations about this, but I would love for you to share your thoughts on um, traditionally the end of a relationship, um, especially from a cultural perspective, is always looked upon as failure, right? Like, um, Mm -hmm. and and there, and there's also shame that comes from that. Um, is that a narrow way of looking at relationships and at life? And, and what is a different way that, that we can really um, evolve into? Yeah, that's such a good question, right? <laughs> what is success in a relationship? Is it that two people are living under the same roof, but do not communicate, can't stand each other? and are poor examples to what love is to their children? Is that, that a model of success that we want to hold up? I, I, I absolutely don't believe that. Um, I think to me, a relationship success would be better measured by how pe- two people grew in that relationship, mm. grew in love, evolved, and learn from the opportunity, even if it ended, because maybe it was just time for more to be learned for the two people in other ways that they couldn't in, in that setting of the relationship. And maybe the relationship had served its purpose and it was time to let it go. And when I, when I say love, I don't even mean romantic love. Again, here I feel that definition is so narrow. You know, I, I, I've come to see love as a state that's directed from the inside out. It's a state of being and it does not differentiate between romantic, platonic, paternal, the love we have for animals or for nature. It's a state. 
And yes, relationships, they provide a beautiful opportunity for us to learn how to find that state, enter that state, grow in that state, be in that state. And it's a great place to practice love. And that's what I've learned and discovered. I may not be right. This is my personal experience. And yeah, you know. And and it's incredible when it can feel liberating. Something that was always told to us as failure and wrong and bad. and, um, And when we can look at it like, this is just where something stopped growing and we now have to almost replant it somewhere else, like repot it. Um, so it can continue to grow and there's liberation in that. I think you said that so well, that, that example of repotting it, you know. So, and, 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 and yeah, so it's so much of it is letting go of all these labels by which we've come to define success and failure or what a relationship is and what it isn't and what love is and what it isn't, you know, all the expectations that go along with all these things, the shoulds, the, the you know, it's all the shoulds yes. versus just, just the being part of it and allowing that I think we miss so much. And you and I have this common understanding. How has the meaning of the word love changed for you over time? Oh, wow. So I, and it's such a simple question, but yet so loaded. Um, You know, for me, I think there was a point in my life where I really um, had those belief systems that I need to get married and 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 it needs to look like this. And so the word love was very much in a box with a list of expectations next to it of definitions of what love is and what it looks like and what success is and, um, you know, a successful marriage and a successful, um, you know, family. Um, and, and that was, that was sort of the definition that was in my mind for a while. And because of that, obviously, it can't sustain it, it crumbled. And so my ideals and that ideology of what I thought it was has just been, um, you know, abolished. And now sitting on the other side of things, um, if I had to describe love, it would be freedom, true freedom to grow and to exist and to be without the expectations and the limitations of anyone else or belief systems or um, all of those things that really hold us back um, that I absolutely, I participated in them. I was a firm, strong believer in all of them and forcefully, you know, shoved it down people's throats and, um, now I can set back and say, that was wrong. That is not love. Um, that's the opposite of love. And to be able to sit in a space and say, it is, it is that spaciousness. It is the ability to change without 
feeling all of the guilt and the ability to move. And, and, you know, if a partner says, I don't want to be with you anymore, you can look at them in love and say, okay, I want you to be happy. And to, to, to love somebody is to truly want their own happiness and their own growth for themselves, just as you would want that for yourself. Right. So Mm -hmm. that is the definition love others as you love yourself. And as much as we can love ourselves and we want ourselves to have all of the good things in the world, we would want that other person, even if that means you're not it and that's okay. Yeah. And that's hard to do because so much (laughs) of our modus operandi is to control. Yes. Right. Yes. How do we get what we want if we can't control it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the trick. And that's, and that's the lie, right? That's the lie we've all been sold. That's the pill we've all eaten. Um, but yes, this work going, doing the, the inner work and, and really looking at our own actions, taking that responsibility that we talked about in the last episode, um, allows us to come to that space of freedom to where we can say these things and they might sound foreign to a lot of people. And a lot of people might be like, hell no, I wouldn't be happy for an ex, but there is a place that you can get to that. um, When you say that it is freedom for you, not freedom for them as, but also freedom for yourself. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that we can actually control is how we respond to life. Not react. A lot of us just go into reaction, which comes from a place of fear and a place of, you know, us wanting things a certain way. But if we can learn to respond to life, I think that's a huge, huge battle one right there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think, um, you know, this has been uh, a, a beautiful compilation, I think, to hearing stories that can go either way, right? Because we don't always get it right. Um, and sometimes we have to go through, we got to do it, we got to get it wrong sometimes, a couple times. And, but knowing that there can be another way. Um, knowing that there can be freedom on the other side and there can be that expansiveness on the other side of the pain. Um, I don't know, for me, just feels light and feels easy. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Shivani is going to take us through our meditation practice um, today as we really sit with all of this wisdom and this information and really taking notice of anything that's coming up for us. So Shivani. Thank you, Felicia. So in today's practice, we're going to try and remember our common connection with all of life. When you see a, a dead tree we know it becomes part of the soil, which then again grows new trees and plants, which give us shade, wood for our homes, and fruit for our kitchens. We eat that fruit, and it becomes our body. All of life is interdependent and interconnected. 
So just gently for a moment, if you could close your eyes, if you're able, or you can come back to this recording at another time, if you are currently driving or occupied. But if you are in seated position and comfortable, just begin to feel the bottoms of your feet on the floor and begin to draw your awareness to the here and the now. Begin to take a deep breath in through the nose and exhale out through the mouth. And just keeping your awareness on the movement of your breath in and out of your body, slowly just beginning to let go. Soften your shoulders. Relax your jaw. Relax your eyes. The back of your eyes. Relax your abdomen. And your chest. And feel your arms get heavy, releasing any tension that you may be carrying. Now anchor in your awareness to your heart space and feel that beautiful, comforting feeling of being home. Now imagine a spider web with beautiful silver threads emanating from your heart space as far out as you can comprehend into the void in front of you. Visualize this web connecting to everything, back in time, forward in time, to your past, present, and your future. Draw that place of connection deep into your body. Now imagine a color, any color, and pulse that color out through this entire spider web. And feel this color resonating within you. Every cell in your body begins to connect with everything else of this color you can possibly imagine. It could be things in nature, objects in your home. It could be a flower the color of a bird, that sunset, a balloon. Now begin to create a bubble of light around you with that color. The color that connects you to this vibration, 
an energy of interconnectedness where everything you see in this color in your everyday world lights you up and energizes you become more aware of the energy and positive qualities of this color this color becomes you and you become this color remember this feeling and as we transition out of today's meditation slowly returning to our body feeling your feet on the floor once again bringing your awareness back to your breath take this feeling with you as a reminder and begin to notice how you connect with this color and objects of this color with a new sense of intimacy and connection as you go back out into the world and whenever you're ready very gently very slowly very consciously begin to open your eyes thank you so much for that shivani that was so beautiful and i could see my color vibrantly moving through my web so um really getting that visual of no matter where we are in any point of our relationship we are truly woven together in perfection essentially right like the web there is always symmetry even if we can't see it um it's there so thank you for that um we want to thank you guys for joining us today we've really enjoyed spending this time with you and talking about um the relationships don't just end that they they change and please join us next week we are going to be talking about conditioning and how to overcome these conditionings belief systems as well as expectations that are coming from all different facets in our life We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye.